It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm your host Travis Hauser. I hope you're all out there enjoying a little bit of fall golf. I myself am looking forward to playing a little golf this weekend with my son. And I know that all of you have been able to get out and play some tournaments recently. And I've been enjoying following some of the scores and results that I've seen from some of the junior golfers all around the world. A couple things that we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk more about knowing how to caddy for junior golfers. And I think this is a hot topic, but one of a lot of interest for parents, especially on how to best support their kids on the golf course. So today we're going to talk with Maria Castellucci and Jason Voits from Kitty Caddy. What we strive to do is to become the extra support that the youth needs at that particular time on the golf course. We want to provide them with positive reinforcement. We want to be able to say it's okay. No matter what, we can get this back, we can recover. It's, it's actually some of the things that we do are actually a metaphor for life. We are going to have bad times, bad shots, bad holes. And anybody has the ability to think their way through a bad situation and come out of it positively on the other side. Their program has already had a lot of success and they've been able to have some great results of players and I think they've also been able to save some of the enjoyment and fun for both the kids and parents in junior golf. Kitty Caddy has also been featured on the Golf Channel and I think has had a big impact on junior golf and junior golf tournaments and I think there's going to be a lot of things for us to take away today after hearing what Maria and Jason have to share with us. All right, Maria and Jason, welcome to the Raising Golfers podcast. Hi, thank you for inviting us. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today about what you guys are doing. If you could just give us a little bit of a background about yourselves and tell us who you are and what's led you up into this point in your career where you are right now. My name is Maria Castellucci, and I started playing golf when I was two and a half. Whoa. Yeah, my father uh, got my... All of my sisters, we were known as the Golfing Castellucci's, got us all involved in the game at very early ages. And um, I started playing competitive golf at three. And wow. Yeah, just kind of progressed. Um, I played junior golf, AJGA, throughout my high school career, uh, played college golf, uh, play, had a full scholarship to Florida State University, and then played professionally for three years. Well, wow, that's very cool. My name is Jason, and I've been in golf since I was 11 years old. Uh, and I, right now, I'm a instructor, uh, golf coach out at Diamond Head Golf Academy, Diamond Head, Mississippi, uh, where I do mostly elite juniors, and that's about it. Very cool. And so for you guys, you've obviously grown up in golf, and it's a passion of yours, and it's something you guys still love. And now you've developed it into a profession, which I think is quite impressive. So if you could just just tell us a little bit about, first of all, what actually makes a good caddy? Because this is something that parents and even junior golfers that are listening that might play AJGA or some elite level tournaments, 
they also want to know what characteristics make a good caddy. So tell us about that. Sure. One of the reasons why we started Kitty Caddy was uh, when we were, when we had uh, our academy and we saw our juniors play competitively, we saw not only what was going on, the, the relationship that was going on between them and their parents when they were on the course, but we would see others. And we, we, we saw so many different relationships on the course. It was, you know, parents battling the kids, the kids, you know, getting upset, getting frustrated, the parents not knowing, you know, what to do. Um, they were getting mad. So we came up with the idea that we would actually start catting for some of the juniors that we coached and give the parents a break. <laughs> Let Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let the juniors break. And um and allow the parents to enjoy the um the golf game from the cart path where they didn't have the extra added pressure of being the one that tells the junior what to do on the course. Cuz what ha- what we tended to see happening was um the parents were so nervous and had so many high expectations for the junior that they projected that onto the junior golfer. And it just magnified everything that the the youth was already feeling. And it made for an uncomfortable and unenjoyable uh, round of golf. Yeah, I think, you know, for us, we obviously know in the game of golf, we're here trying to grow the game of golf, right? And there's so many things that are fighting against us to you know, decrease the numbers of, of players and certainly not enjoying yourself on the golf course is going to be a very quick way to lead junior golfers out of the sport, isn't it? Yes. And what we found was the kids getting so nervous, uh, trying not to mess up. And, you know, as instructors and think, you know, that you can't play like that. And so you would see it day in and day out that, you know, if the kid hit a bad shot, the parent would, I can't believe, how could you do that? And it's thinking you're just going, well, everybody hits a bad shot. I mean, you know, and and so that's where we you know, would have them and say, hey, this is what you need to do. When they hit a bad shot, say, hey, that's okay. Let's go do this. Let's do that. We're going to be fine. I said, that's the way you have to do it. And um, so it really worked out well. Yeah, I mean, I can totally relate. I worked for one of the U.S. Kids Junior Golf Tours in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I would say probably one of the biggest headaches that we had as the organizers of the tournaments was actually dealing with the the parent relationships with the kids and also the parent relationships with, with other kids on the golf course, right? Yes. And it's obviously, it's totally understandable, right? We all want our kids to thrive. We all want them to be the best, don't we? But there is that uh, thin line, right? And what's interesting about what you guys do, right, is you kind of almost take a little bit of that history and that emotion out of the relationship that the parent and child usually have. Yes. What we strive to do is to become the extra support that the youth needs at that particular time on the golf course. We want to provide them with positive reinforcement. We want to be able to say, it's okay. No matter what, we can get this back. We can recover. It's, it's actually some of the things that we do are actually a metaphor for life, for what they're going to face in life, is that you, we are going to have bad times, bad shots, bad holes. And anybody has the ability to think their way through a bad situation and come out of it positively on the other side. And that's what we try to instill in our juniors. And that's what we try to instill in our parents who come to us and say, I want to continue to caddy for my junior but I know I'm making it worse. What can I do to help my junior be successful in the game? And that's the advice that we will give them. 
is that kind of what sparked this whole idea of the business where you having multiple parents coming to you asking that same question? Um, it was one of them. Yes. It actually started from one junior, um, one particular junior came, that Jason uh, coached for Foundation Golf Academy came up to him um, and asked him to coach her or caddy for her because her father would make her so nervous on the course that she felt like she couldn't swing. Um, so Jason was actually our initial kitty caddy. And from that first experience and its success, we developed kitty caddy from just that, that, that one initial experience. So Jason, after that first initial experience, how did you feel and how did the player feel after the round was finished? Oh, it was great. I mean, even the, the parent was the, the best. I mean, the parent said, can we do this again, please? This is so much better for me uh, and my daughter as well. But I can tell she was having a good time and I was having an even better time just watching. And when she would hit a bad shot or whatever, I could see that it was okay. And, you know, that's what I needed to see. And, but will you still please uh, caddy for her? <laughs> 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 That's great. I continued. And did that player show immediate progress in her golf as far as the, you know, not only just her score, but just her comfort level out on the golf course? Yeah. Well, uh, just a quick history on her. It started in October uh, and her best round was a 47. And she, in August or end of July, August, the U.S. Kids Worlds, she came in fourth place. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, the caddy and with the, you know, getting to know her and, and having her relax and everything was, a, I believe, a big benefit uh, for her because it takes the stress off the kid as well, you know. And what we have, the the people that we have that caddy for us, you know, they understand the game of golf. They play the game of golf. Most of them are, are really good at the game and they can, they know what to do in certain situations, whereas you know, that's a learning thing, I believe, for the kids, because if the parents don't know, you know, what, uh, how are they supposed to learn um, as well? So that's another benefit of it is to have a golfer there that can help them in certain situations as well. Absolutely. I think that's such an important point because, you know, there's so many different areas in the game of golf, right? You've got technique, you've got tactics, you've got your fitness or your strength, and then you have your general skills, right? But you could have all of those things and then go to the golf course and have a toxic relationship with, let's just say your caddy, who most likely is probably your parent with as a junior golfer, right? And the results won't show at all. Correct. I mean, it, it even starts in warm up if the relationship is that toxic. It, start, it starts from jump. The junior may have a bad warm up. Um, the parent is already upset. The kid starts to feel the pressure. And all of a sudden now they have to go and tee it up and they have all of this negativity that's been directed towards them. They're nervous, they're scared, and now they have to be expected to perform. And it's a never ending cycle. Um, and that's what Kitty Caddy does. It, it does to break the cycle, give the opportunity for professionals. And most of our caddies are uh, trained instructors, uh, whether it's from Golf Academy of America or PGA of America. Um, most of our caddies are trained instructors. So if they see something going on out on the course, as long as it's not too detrimental or extreme of a, of a change, they can help the child develop what they need to on the course and shave a couple of strokes. Is there anything that you do from the kitty caddy side to train a new caddy for the program? Yes, we have a training manual. <laughs> 
Very cool. It is a, a soup to nuts packet of what they should do as a caddy. And it starts from, you know, learning the rules of golf. They have to be very knowledgeable in the rules of golf first. They have to shadow one of my current caddies for at least two rounds. Um, So they see what goes into the job of caddying, um, what they're expected to do as a caddy and what the parents expect of them. And then they uh, get to start out caddying. And it's, it's from an hour before the tee off actually happens they're with the youth, um, helping to warm them up, getting them ready to play through the round of golf, through the tournament play, and then through signing the scorecard. Because as you know, so many errors happen after the round has finished and they're at the scoring table. Right. Um, so my caddy will go all the way through to scoring to, to assist the youth. And it's a learning experience for the youth. It's a learning experience for the parent and again for the caddy as they gain more experience. So how many caddies do you guys have in total now working for you at Kitty Caddy? Uh, We have two locations, uh, one in Florida that works primarily um, out of Orlando. We work very closely with uh, Doug and Karen Smith of uh, U.S. Kids Golf Orlando. And uh, that's actually where we got our start. And then a new chapter here in Diamond Head, Mississippi, out of Diamond Head Country Club. Uh, We have a total of uh, seven caddies in Orlando. And uh, as we are just building here, we have three. That's awesome. You've been doing this now for how many years? Uh, This started in 2014. Okay. And how do you feel now looking back over the last six years of what you guys have done and created about this program? Um, I feel wonderful. I think in the process, I think in any new business or venture, you know, you make mistakes, you learn from those mistakes as you're building the business. But I think that as a whole, we have helped to build champions, world champions, uh, U.S. Kid World Champion, uh, U.S. Kids Player of the Year. Jason actually coached um, the boy and girl uh, Player of the Year in 2016. And they were both Kitty Caddy participants. Very cool. We're building relationships. We're saving some parent relationships and building champions. And I think that's about all you can ask for. What's really cool about this is most golf academies, obviously there's the coaching side. Some academies do on course play, some do some form of fitness, right? But I would say one element that is 99% of the time missing is something like this, which is a caddy program, which is very cool. And having that additional element, I'm sure has added so much value just to the academy as a whole. Is that right, Jason? Yes, definitely. It, it really helps. And you know, afterwards, the the caddies can, we can talk about it. And, you know, they usually tell me what the kid, what they were struggling with, whether it be putting, you know, short game, anything. And that's what we can work on the following week. And so, you know, it really, really does help a lot. Um, even, you know, we had some that um, had other instructors and they would do the same. They would talk to their instructor and tell them what they saw and they would go work on it and build it. And that's what it's all about is, making the child the best that they can be. And that's what we're all about. So for you guys, you obviously have to create a relationship with the player on the course. Do you have some kind of trial with the players for nine holes first? Or how do you how do you build that relationship before you go straight into a tournament with the kids? Um, if, it, if it's a youth that's not currently in the academy already that we have a relationship with, we definitely do that. We may meet them prior to the tournament um, at their home course. We may play nine holes with them. We may go out to the rink, get yardages, 
the clubs that they hit, um, what they're comfortable with, their strengths, their challenges, things like that. If it's a youth that's currently in our academy and we already kind of understand their game, we probably won't do that as much prior to the actual tournament round. Right. Okay. And then let's say you've now gone out with this player for two or three tournaments. Is there kind of a time frame that you see that the players start getting really comfortable with the caddy and you actually start to see some progress in their scores? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think so, I, I think one in particular example would be a little girl that we worked with. Wasn't really a, a part of the academy, so to speak, but her parents wanted to hire Kitty Caddy to help her at um, the Georgia State Championship. And I was actually fortunate enough to be her caddy in that I, it was my first time caddying for her. I had met with her a few times before the Georgia State Championship, but uh, we had solidified the relationship. And then the first day um, we played, she shot 38, which was wonderful. So we were really gelling. We were building our relationship. And then the second day rolled around and wham, we gelled. She shot 34. She uh, came in second place at the Georgia State Championship and went to the World Championships at Pinehurst. Um, so just that kind of success, yes. Oh, that's sweet. I, I'm sure she was stoked, and I'm sure her parents were stoked as well. Oh, they, they were excited. They were giving everybody hugs. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool. You know, after the event, let's just say you caddy for a player, and at the end of the tournament, what kind of feedback do you give back to the parents? We get the opportunity to share with the parents as as golf instructors that this is what I, this are some of the weaknesses or some of the challenges that I saw in the game, um, in his game, his or her game. And these are some things that they can take back and work on, you know, that next week before the next tournament so they can improve on those skills. Um, so I think that's why one of the importance of having trained instructors uh, be caddies is a huge benefit. Mm, absolutely. Obviously, we talked about the difference between a parent's emotions and that emotional connection with their child on the course and how you guys bridge that gap at Kitty Caddy. But what kind of expectations do you guys have for the players when you're out on the golf course? Um, we have high expectations <laughs> as well. But I think that um, my caddies are trained to understand that it's our job to control our emotions on the course and to be a supportive um, and create a supportive environment for the youth. Um, but of course, we have high expectations. We want them to play well. We want them to succeed. We want them to win. I don't think we would be uh, competitors or athletes if we, did, if we didn't. Right. I think it's in the way that we're trained to control it. We don't want the youth to see us get overly excited or get overly down. Um, we want them to view us as, you know, nice and steady and stable and not a roller coaster of emotion. I have a quick story with that, that uh, one of my, one of our students uh, we had, I caddied for her uh, for, for about six months and she was fairly new, but she was really, really talented. And I caddied for her and I'll never forget the emotional part is, so we're going to a big tournament and I said, okay, this is it. We're, you're going to do great everything. She hit her drive right down the uh, middle and then hit it into the water, her second shot. And I went, oh, how did you do that? I just looked at her and I thought, Oh, wait, no, I don't need to say that. <laughs> and she hit another one. I said, I think you'd be better by yourself. And she goes, me too. But we, no, she was just kidding. We were joking about that. And uh, she right. went on to shoot one under after that. But that was my thing is you get emotional with the kids as well, you know, because you want them to do well and they want to do well. And, and that was just the thing. That was our thing between us. 
And she did great afterwards because she was nervous. And that's where we learned so much about the kids is, hey, are you nervous? Are you, you know, what are you thinking? And things like that. And that's how we can calm them down. And so when that happened, I was able to calm her down with joking and things like that. And she went on great after that. Do you think most parents would have been able to do the same thing that you did in that situation? Uh don't think so. <laughs> I have to think about it for a second too. I'm like, I think it, I think it depends on the parent. If the parent is knowledgeable in the game of golf, they play themselves. I think it would be harder for them to kind of uh, steer away from those strong emotions. If a parent has absolutely no idea what they're doing out there, they're just caddying because you know they don't have anybody else to caddy. They have never played the game before. They're just out there to carry the bag and and help. The youth get through the nine holes or 18. I think it would be easier for them because they, they're not invested. Mm, totally. Is there a certain age or level of player that you guys provide your service for? I think the youngest uh, U.S. kids, boy six, uh, girl seven and under. So we start as early as those ages and we progress all the way to 18 to any tournament that allows caddies. And sometimes we've even caddied for um, mini tour players, not not really much in the kitty caddy <laughs> realm, but um, players who have heard about our our uh, our caddies and our skills and want to employ them in one of their professional events. Um, so we're we're kind of junior, a wide range. We've had uh, junior am, mm-hmm. uh, mid am, and then U.S. qualifiers for women. Would you say you guys provide a better service for? A high level player or would it go all the way across the board even with beginners i think it i think it goes across the board um with beginners uh, utilizing kitty caddy helps indoctrinate them into the game gives them a learning experience we can teach them along the way of what the game is supposed to be about which is fun (laughs) and enjoyment and success um, from the very beginning and for our seasoned players or the, our elite players, Kitty Caddy allows them the opportunity to learn things on the course they wouldn't normally know, to take their game to a higher level and prepare them for future tournaments as well as college. So when you guys are talking with parents, is it in the initial conversation, is it the parents who are approaching you for your service or is it you knowing the golfer and hearing the stories from the golfer on the golf course with the parents that you approach the parents about your service? Probably it's more often the parent coming to us asking for, for our services. Um, I think probably we've only volunteered our services once or twice for kids that we've known and gone to the parents and say, let it, give us a shot. Let us, let us, cause we've seen either really emotional relationships on the course and we know that this player is very good and given half the chance where they're not dealing with outside emotions, they could uh, post a good score. So we have gone to parents and said, give us a shot. You know, we've even caddied for free in these cases. Give us a shot. Let us show you what we can do. And um, in both cases, I think it's turned out very well. That's cool. So is there some level of expectation you let the parents know about for your service or for what the outcome that the player is going to have? Um, I wish we could provide guarantees. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. But um, the only thing we can guarantee to the parents is that we're going to provide a fun, enjoyable environment geared toward helping their child learn on the course, play their best game, and have fun doing it. Yeah, I think 
all parents need to hear that before a kid goes out and plays in a tournament. Because again, we get so caught up as parents, you know, we want our kid to shoot the lowest score. We want to see them stand on that U.S. kids podium and hold the gold medal up, right? Exactly. But the reality is, like Jason, you touched on this at the beginning, this is golf. We all hit bad shots. We all have bad rounds, right? But I think setting those expectations that you said there, Maria, will really help the parents understand what actually can and will happen on the golf course and the reality of what golf actually is. I agree completely with that. What should parents understand about tournament play? Because I think a lot of parents don't actually understand the psychological aspect of what kids are thinking when they're out playing in tournaments. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Definitely. You know, the expectations are like what you said, but playing at your home course or playing at a practice round or anything like that is not even close to what these kids go through when it comes to tournaments. And, you know, I played tournaments as well professionally, and you just, there's no other way to explain it except you're nervous as you can be because you're putting expectations on yourself and that's what the kids do. And the kids will tell me when they're playing, I didn't even sleep last night. I've been so nervous and, uh, and everything. And that's where we come in and say, hey, you know, let's do what we need to do and, and see what happens. And that's a, that's a big thing, what you just said was the tournament play because it's a lot different. You know, parents will think that, well, he shot a 36 Mm, tournament play it's gonna be you know it could be a little bit different just because they're putting expectations on themselves absolutely if a parent's listening and they unfortunately aren't living in the florida or the mississippi area where you guys provide your service what do you think it is that a child really wants from their parent caddy on the golf course in a tournament setting? My thinking it's support. No matter what happens on the course, no matter what, you know, they shoot, no matter uh, what bad shots were hit, no matter what good shots were hit, they want support from parent, from their caddy. They want to know that no matter what, their mom or dad is is there for him, them, they love them, and they're there to support them. If a parent is not in the Mississippi or Florida area, and they still want to take part in Kitty Caddy services, they can. They can call us um, directly, um, and we can provide trainings remotely over um, a live stream or over telephone um, to help them get where they need to get to to be a support for their, their child. Oh, that's cool. I think a lot of parents would benefit from taking something like that and preparing for their kids to go into a tournament, wouldn't they? Definitely. We've done that a few times where the, where the parent has said, I really want to be the one on the course with Johnny. I really want to be there for Susie. But I know that I make it worse on there. So how can I be out there, be a support, and be what they need me to be? And we'll get them to where they need to be. Now, I want to talk about something that's quite interesting, which is body language. So after a kid makes a birdie or makes a quadruple bogey, where's the first place they look? To the parent. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, if you're a parent, how do you control your body language out on the golf course? I think we go back to that roller coaster of emotions. I think that's the one thing we preach the most about is keeping your emotions, keeping your facial expressions, your body language open, supportive, and non-judgmental. Because the kids will pick up, I mean, young kids as young as seven and eight are going to pick up when mommy and daddy are ticked. They're going to pick it, pick up on it. And all of a sudden their fear and their anxiety just increased tenfold. 
So it's just about monitoring your own emotions. The parents have to be really engaged with what they're currently feeling. This is actually, I mean, my own experience as a professional golfer with my father. It's actually my one of the experiences that I fed up and what led me to get a PhD in sports psychology. <laughs> so that I could actually help people from getting into the air, getting into the place where I was when I played professional golf and teach them a better way, a different way. Is there something that parents can do before the tournament to make sure that their relationship, their body language, and the things that they say and do for their child, for example, going on the golf course or doing practice rounds or something like that? Um, Definitely. I mean, I think the more you prepare for a tournament and make plans about what kind of shots you're going to hit, you know, where the trouble is, where the best places on the golf course are. But I think one of the most important thing a parent can do prior to tournament day before they tee off is to have a conversation with their youth and tell them, no matter what happens today, we are going to go home. We are going to have fun. We're going to, you know, go get ice cream, whatever, you know, and let them know that no matter whether they win or lose, they love them and they're there for them and nothing is going to change that. Yeah, I think that's 100% what kids need to hear. I mean, you know, I think there's players that go out and they play tournaments, right? And sometimes, and actually many times, I think kids are playing tournaments even for the wrong reasons, right? They're, they're out there trying to impress their parents or playing for a good score for their parents, right? And they know that if they hit a bad shot, then they let their, their parents down, or that's at least what the kids are thinking, right? Yes. So what you just said there is so huge for a kid to know before they go in and play around a golf and Surprise, surprise. I think if they know that, there's probably a good chance they're going to play a better round of golf. What do you think? Oh, for sure. For you guys, and got another question for you here. This one is from a parent who I asked before I had the conversation with you guys. Is is there anything parents can do to help their kids after they hit a bad shot or have a bad hole and the kids are upset with themselves? You know, kids look up to the professionals and the PGA players, LPGA players, Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas. And notice, you know, watch them. This is what I tell the parents is yourself. Watch them or, and with the kid as well. And notice that they don't get that upset when they hit a bad shot. Now, their bad shots are a little bit different than our bad shots. But, you know, when they hit bad shots, they don't get angry, you know, or they'll get angry for they have the 10 second rule, things of that nature. But you'll see that it doesn't affect them. And that's what you have to show the kids and let them know that, hey, we're going to hit bad shots. That's just the way this game is. We're going to have bad holes. We're going to have bad rounds. You know, the biggest thing that I tell people is all we're trying to do here is make our misses better. And that's all we can do in the game of golf because everybody hits a great shot um, now and then and make our misses better. I think a good rule of a rule of thumb for a parent who is currently in a tournament with a child who has just had a bad hole they're upset, they're crying, or they're really upset is to get down on their level, get down face to face with them and give them support. Say, okay, that happened. We need to go ahead and hit the reset button. They can do something funny with the, with the, with the child. They can, you know, say, okay, the reset button is me tipping my cap. I'm going to tip my hat. And that's the reset button. We're going to start all over again. And we're going to forget about that hole. We've got eight more holes to play or seven more holes to play. And we're going to make them good and get them back thinking more towards the future and not to the past. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, thinking about the past, right? I mean, you can just dwell on it for 
shot after shot or hole after hole and then next thing you know it's just a you're just spiraling downward right yes. and then the next thing you know you get the the result of the scores and it's not something that the player wants to see or the parent or probably the coach either right yeah, exactly. so that's i think that's huge yeah and what you said there right is you you acknowledge the situation you acknowledge okay you hit a bad shot or you acknowledge you hit a bad hole but the reality is yeah like you said there's still eight more holes to play everybody hits bad shots it's okay yes I think with child development, acknowledging their feelings and acknowledging what they're going through does help calm them. And I think that was really important what you said there. Definitely. I think I think it's interesting sometimes when we when we talk to kids and we're on the bag and we know that they're nervous. We can see it. But we'll ask them, are you nervous? Were you nervous on that shot? No, no, I wasn't nervous. And you know in your mind that they're just they're jittering because you can see the club shaking in their hand. So you know they're nervous. They don't want to acknowledge it. They may not even acknowledge what those feelings are because, you know, just depending on their age. So um, sometimes we have to be the ones to say, okay, okay, you say you're not nervous. That's great. Or we say, I'll say I'm nervous. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll be nervous for both of us then and everything. And so they, you just have to build that rapport with them yeah. and, and, you know, help them out. Uh, mentally. And we all know how mental this game is. Totally. What's the most difficult part of being a caddy? Um, Making a bad (laughs) I can tell you, but the one thing I struggle with sometimes is when you're reading a putt or picking a club, things like that is, did I read that right? Did I put them on that right line? Because they, you know, they trust wholeheartedly uh, everything that you say. And not that often, sometimes I'll second guess myself and I'll, but I take the blame. And that's the, that's another thing I would say is as a caddy is you got to take the blame, take the, you know, even if, even if it wasn't, you know, they had a bad swing or they pulled the putt is the biggest thing. Say, oh, I'm sorry about that. I misread it. Let's go get the next one. You take the responsibility of it. Don't let them, you know, don't say, oh, well, you pulled it. It's all about the kid. It's all about them you know, having that experience and um, not being nervous. I think for me, um, the toughest thing for me is we, I know when the player and I have given it everything we could have possibly done on the course, we didn't leave anything out there. We gave it our all and they didn't play well. Um, They're upset. You're internally, you feel bad for them. You feel bad that you weren't able to get them to that successful conclusion Um, And dealing with that afterwards, talking to the youth, getting them back to a positive way of thinking when you yourself are down because you wanted it so bad for that youth and then getting your regulate your own self and um, say, okay, well, we didn't do it this round, but we're going to do it next round. And here's what we're going to do differently in order to reach that successful conclusion. Right. No, I totally agree. I think with your guys experience and you guys have obviously been through a lot of different types of situations in the easy ones, things are great. Everybody's happy, right? But even in the difficult ones, you guys know how to handle those very well. And I think the after-round conversations that you guys probably have with players really helps set them at ease and understand the process of golf. And going back to what we said a few times already today is that you're going to have some bad shots. You're going to have some bad holes. You're going to have some bad rounds. But the game of golf is a process. Yes, most definitely. And today doesn't determine what your outcome of your golfing career is going to be, right? Correct. Absolutely. So where is Kitty Caddy heading in the future? Um, Well, we would like to expand further. Um, We um, have been 
willing to initiate conversations with U.S. kids in order to show them some of the outcomes that we've been able to show in Orlando and here in Diamond Head to U.S. kids to engage them in actually being a partner with us in not only employing our caddies for some of their larger um, state and world events, but also having us on their website to contact uh, for caddy services, as well as training uh, parents. Uh, because the U.S. kids ideal is that they want to build relationships between the parents and the child, better relationships. Well, we can, Kitty Caddy can help them do that. Um, we can show them, them that the uh, relationship does not have to be tense or strained on the course. It can be a partnership and it, that partnership can go well on and off the course. So I think expanding with U.S. kids, um, I think getting some additional branches in place in some larger areas, um, such as California and Texas. And eventually I, I want to see us, you know, throughout the United States. For parents who need some support and need some help and they don't live near one of your locations, could you tell us where they can find those resources and some of the services that you provide remotely? Yeah, definitely. They can reach us uh, by Facebook. Our, we have a Facebook page, uh, Kitty Caddy, K-I-D-D-I-E. K-A-D-D-I-E, Kitty Caddy. We're the only one in our, <laughs> of our kind um, on Facebook. And you can message us. Like I said, we'll set up a live stream uh, through WebEx or we'll do it over our phone. So they can re also reach us by telephone if they want to contact us, set up training or classes. Just a couple of final thoughts here for you guys is what's the most important thing you think a parent can do to help their kid continue to love the game of golf and play for a lifetime? Be positive with them. Let them play the game and let them enjoy the game and try not to, to put too much pressure on them day in and day out about it. You know, the game's hard and the expectations, you know, that's one of the things too is every kid wants to be on the PGA Tour and LPGA Tour and you never want to discourage that. Um, but as a parent, you have to, you know, say, hey, it's a tough road and, um, you know, let's let's go down it together. And, and uh, like you said, it's a process. It's not, you know, we don't live and die on one round. We just keep pressing them on. I think also a good point is to let the youth lead the conversation. A lot of youth feel forced to play the game because it's a game the parent loves um, and they want to please their mom or dad. Let them lead the conversation. If they want to practice, if they want to work at it and they want to be good at it, let them make that choice. Anytime you force something on a youth is a time that you're not going to get their best effort and They'll, they'll build up resentment. We don't want that in our relationships with our children. Um, so let them be the one that makes the choice. That was great. And as we know, being a parent is not an easy job. <laughs> but any final words of inspiration for parents raising golfers? My best advice for them is don't dictate to them what they need to do. Be a support for them. Let them know that you're there for them no matter what happens no matter whether they succeed or fail, that you're there from them for them, that their your love for them is not, is not going to change based on a golf score. What you guys have talked about and what you guys do for your service is an important link to the success of a player that I think is often overlooked, which is the quality of the caddy. And 
what you guys preach and the service that you provide for the kids, both on and off the golf course, is absolutely amazing. I think you guys are the expert caddies for junior golf. And the advice that you have given for parents, and I know the advice and your programs that you provide for parents, will completely change the way that these kids play golf in the future. So I think that's awesome what you guys have done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. So Maria and Jason, thanks so much for coming on the show today. It was a lot of fun and really enjoyed the chat with you guys. Thank you, Travis. We appreciate the invitation. That was such a cool conversation I had there with Maria Castellucci and Jason Voigt talking about Kitty Caddy. And what a cool idea that is. I mean, it really takes a lot of stress and emotions away from the relationship between the parent and kid out on the golf course. And there was so much I took away for me when I want to go out and be a caddy for my kids on the golf course that will help me and also help them reach their full potential. Today we talked about what makes a good caddy. And we also talked about what it is a junior golfer goes through and thinks about in tournament play. And I think understanding that as a parent will really help us help them and be the best support we can be as a parent out under the golf course. There's a few tips about what you can do for if your kid hits a bad shot or has a bad hole. And finally, we just talked about some words of inspiration for raising golfers. Golf is such a complex sport and there are many pieces of the puzzle and an important one, which you learned today about caddying for your kids in the golf course. And we have to understand as parents that this is a process and we have to enjoy the ride. If we don't enjoy the ride, the kids won't enjoy the ride and the kids golf career will be cut short. So I want you as a parent to go out there, support your kid, enjoy the moment, and really adjust your expectations for your kid. And just let them play golf. If they've already been training, if they've already been playing golf for a number of years, there's a good chance they already know what they need to do. But if you can be out there and support them and be there for them, say the right things, use the right body language, I think you'll really see a big difference in the results of how your kids play on the golf course and the results of how much fun and enjoyment they have. If you enjoyed today's episode or any episode you've listened to recently, then do me a favor and share it with some of your friends or family who you think would take some benefit from listening to that episode. In addition, if you have some time, hit the subscribe button on the platform that you're listening to. That will help the algorithm set more people come across the Raising Golfers podcast, and we can share this message with as many people as possible. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to having you here on the next episode of the Raising Golfers podcast.